See, if everyone is on the same path, the view never changes. You want to always be the most authentic version of yourself. I don't knock anybody that's working a nine to five job, but it's that employee mindset that I got a problem with. It's that mindset that makes you bury your gift, that makes you bury your call. Because I took your words, I took your energy, and I use it as protein. The very thing that you thought would tear me down or break me, it couldn't. If your why is greater than your naysayers, then you're going to persevere, you're going to push through. You're going to win. Your winning is the only response people need to hear. All you got to do is just win. I know some of y'all in relationships right now with your significant other and with your wife and you feel like something's missing. You got 24 hours to go to your significant other. I need you to say, how can I be a better provider? It's the male's perspective. Live. Love. Legacy. Let's get this work. What's going on? It's your man, Where's Taylor? Back for another week with the male's perspective. All right, well, we're teaching married men how to build an intentional legacy. And as always, yo, I got the squad with me. Yo, let's go. Uh, with the fresh haircut, let's give it up for a pretty boy, Rashard. You know what I'm saying? The independent wealth specialist in the building. Rashard. Man, that, that, that line is crisp, bro. Yo, he is crispy out here with the park. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yo, remember remember when you were younger, bro, we used to, I, yeah, that made the haircut, the park. You know what I'm saying? So that's what's up. And then uh, we got we got Ferran in the building. Ferran Hazel in the building. Let's go, man! And pleasure to be out, here. Shout out to to Sean Hart in the building. Yes, sir. Was good. Right, so we here. How you feeling, Sean? Good, man. I'm glad to be a part of this amazing squad, bro. Yeah, yeah, family, family. So let me go ahead and share this out. Uh, we got a we got a great podcast plan for you all today but not only that uh don't forget that you can always uh follow us on instagram at the males perspective join the group the males perspective on facebook and watch us on all streaming devices all right um so richard has the uh matrix thing going right now with his his internet so you all have to... <laughs> he's into the matrix hey, listen, hey as long as his vo- as long as the vocals are good bro we got yeah. out he haven't said anything yeah <laughs> sure y'all hear y'all hear me oh man so he got the matrix and the robot you know what I'm saying? Oh, <laughs> so, uh, but yo, it, it'll fix itself. Uh, so let's just keep going. First of all, yo, we just wrapped up a phenomenal series, y'all. Uh, you know, marriage is that marriage is slavery series. I got a lot of people responding to that. Um, we had some some great questions that was posed and and all that, and now we're coming back for uh, another week, man. How y'all feeling about this week? How your week been? How you feeling about that series? Let's dig. Man, I'm with you, bro. That series was on fire. You know, I mean, it it was to a point where you know I was like, bro, should, should we do? Should we do? Do should we do week five or should we yeah. go ahead and let that be a wrap? Real, that's real. You know, because we ended on such a bang with that, and uh, man, it was just a pleasure, man, to rock with y'all on that series. I think we we actually opened up a lot of minds. We changed a lot of lives, bro. With yeah. with with that series in itself. Uh, you know, this week. You know, I'm not going to lie, bro. Uh, you know, you guys ever feel like, you know, everything, everybody wants something from you. And then oh my sometimes you feel like you just want to, you know, turn your phone off and run. This was my one goodness. of those weeks. And, and yeah. I love to serve, bro. But this is one of those <laughs> weeks, man. So I'm excited to be yeah. on the podcast, bro. Just to, you know, now because I know once I'm here, 
it's a culmination of that end of that yeah, week. Start go. fresh, bro. Go, let's go. Now I'm feeling you on that, especially like, and that's what you know. One of the podcasts we even talked about that man, just being a part of the circle, a circle of people that rejuvenate you. Right. And you feel like, man, these are the brothers I can come to, or you know, sisters I can come to where I can get fed, and I don't feel like energy is being taken from me. You ever have? Like those conversations, and you you could literally feel the energy being taken from you as Bro. you're you're engaged in that. I was like, I just I just hit Shard up yesterday, and um and look, no disrespect, I'm just in a different season where there's there's certain conversations that I I want to have every single day, and I was like, Shard, I was about to call some other people, but I'm like. I don't want to have those conversations. I want to have <laughs> this conversation. And so I'm like, yo, I'm calling you again, bro. So because I know that there's a certain energy and a vibration that I want. And if you if you can't give me that in this season, like no hard feelings, no disrespect, but I got I gotta I gotta shift over right now. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like I, I have to. There was a point in the Bible where, where Jesus was talking to his his mother saucy. Look, like, look, hey, look, I'm on a he mission did. right now. I can't do all of it. <laughs> like, I get it. I get it. Like, I, I got, I'm on a mission right now. Don't take it personal. I'm like, I got things I have to do. This is, I'm breaking chains right here. I'm trying to change the, change our stars, the alignment that we, what we've been on for years and years and years. I'm trying to shift an entire alignment. You know what I'm saying? When you're going to get your back adjusted, yo, you got to go back multiple times. I don't, you know what I'm saying? So, so right. I feel you on that, Rand. I right. feel you on that's that. Real. That's real. Let's go. Let's go. But, Sean, what about you, bro? Or Okay. Well, Sean, it looked like he Yeti, too. Are we okay. back? Can y'all hear me okay? You back, you uh, back Yeti. Can y'all hear me? Hey, there you go. That's the Sean I know, bro. Yeah. Let me let me get a little jab in while my internet's still here real quick. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I'm, I'm with that 100, bro. I, I hate take, like, when you leave feeling so strange. Like, just feel like hey, I get a bro. I, yeah, I don't sorry, even you ain't Yeti no more, bro. Yeah, <laughs> yeah you, you're you one minute, man, bro. You just, you just, <laughs> you were Yeti for a minute. <laughs> you Yeti was working for a minute, bro. You <laughs> he said one minute, man. Yo, call him a one minute man, bro. <laughs> He's like, hey, hey, size don't matter, but long, but longevity does. <laughs> hey, what? Hey, you say size don't matter, but longevity does. <laughs> How long can you stay in that thing, bro? All right, he got one minute Yeti, bro. All right, go ahead, Chonzo. Let's go. Let's yeah, go. yo, no, no, I, I definitely understand what you're talking about, man. Like, dude, I done, I done condense my circle or square so yeah. uh, down, bruh, because like, especially the space that I'm in, right? Like, I, yeah. I get very, very, very minimal good news in some of my spaces, Ooh. right? Because yeah. I'm that's I'm solving problems like with some of my dads, like constantly. We was talking mm -hmm. about before we started this, like one of the yeah. things I'm dealing with. So yeah. so I have to have me that that other group that will fill me up, man. You know what I mean? Yeah. It, I, I have to, bro, or I will burn out. Yeah. I'll burn out, bro. Yeah. Yeah, that's real. That's real. That's real. And so uh yo Norman, appreciate you too, bro. So let's 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 dig in, man. Um, the topic today is let's just get a divorce. 
Let's just get a divorce. Listen, mm. in, in my first year of marriage, I probably said this bro, every single, this was back when we were still calling them arguments, right? We, we say intense fellowships now. But in the first year of marriage, bro, this was how I ended every argument, every every type of disagreement. Well, you know what? Let's let's just be done. Let's be let's be uh, because listen, when you don't have any other tools in your belt, the only thing that you know is well, shoot, like this is not working. Let's be done. And then I noticed something that the more the more we have, the more we carry on this let's just be done attitude and this divorce attitude, it transfers into everything in our life. Yep. Mm-hmm. So yep. I, I learned, I knew right then, uh, again, we went to marriage counseling and everything, but as long as divorce was still on the table or as long as we were still accepting uh, each other to say even the word divorced, it was always going to be an option. Mm-hmm. And at some point you, you have to set boundaries in your marriage where you don't make this an option anymore. So it's like, mm-hmm. yo, I, like literally every single argument. And I know every man, every person in a marriage has in their own mind has said, you know what? I'm trying to be done. I just, I'm done with this whole thing. I'm over it. Right. And once you get to a place where we, we didn't start building our life together until we, until we actually said, all right, you know what? We're going to take divorce off the table. As long as it was on the table, it was still an option. Hear what I'm saying. I'm saying that our marriage was stagnant and stuck. Until we set a boundary of, yo, that's not an option anymore. Don't even say yeah. it. If you do say it, then we got to bring, you know, <clears throat> pastor, somebody else in the marriage. We got to go to counseling. We got to start doing other things. We got to set parameters in place so we can immediately get a, another third party or somebody to help us through this process. So let's not even make that an option. And when you don't make leaving and the exit an option anymore, I, you know, I'm, I'm, I, I think ET actually uses an example as well. But um, I first heard this when I, I was at a, a convention when my man was talking about there was a, uh, a captain that used to like they would go over in ships and then he would tell them like, yo, burn the boats. Yeah. Tell them like, yo, we we're not come. There's no escape plan. Yep. Yep. There, there's no we don't have like they looking at him like, Captain, yo, what's the what's the plan if we start losing? Like, yo, yo, we, we there is no plan for losing. Yep. So you just better make sure you win. Yep. You better right. make sure every day you come out here, you are striving to win. And that's how we got to be in our marriage. Every day you wake up, you better make sure you win it. What's the plan for losing? No plan. There's, <laughs> yep. hey, there's no plan B, anymore. no plan C. It's all plan A, man. Yes. Hey, yes. And, that's, and that's so real, bro, because, you know, the Bible even talks about it, man, that um, life is in the power of the tongue. Life and death oh. is in the power of the tongue. So if you breathe life, into your marriage, right? That's what you're going to receive. If you yeah. start talking divorce, that's death, bro. That's yeah. the end of everything. And we talked yeah. about it, you know, last week. Um, you know, when you when you walk in front of God and you and you you create that union with your beautiful wife, you know, your your life partner, man, God's looking to elevate you and take you to another level, right? Yeah. Now, real. This is your this is your legacy. And if mm. you start chipping away at that, you know, every day you use that divorce, bro, you start chipping away at that legacy. We And we again, we talked about it last week. You know, when we talked about, um, you know, when I when I talked about, um, you know, why do we call Michael Jordan 
uh, why do we consider Michael Jordan to go right? What was his credentials, right? But the fact that he never left, he did. I mean, he stayed with one team and won six championships on. with Come that on. one team. See, Come me on. and my wife, bro, we're on championship number three right now. We got it on the hey. way. You know what I'm saying? So I got, I got, I got, you know, the 13 year old, <clears throat> got the nine year old, and now we got another baby that's coming here. Man, what if we started looking at it that way, bro? What if we started looking at it like, yo, each year is like, yo, I got to get a ring. I'm trying to get a ring this year. Every every, like I can't. I got to get the ring, and I understand that there are other teams, there are other things that's gonna come towards me. The other entanglements, you know, said that. (laughs) Yo, there's all type of stuff that's going hit, but I got to get a ring. What if we start looking at it that way, bro? That's nasty. Hey, bro, and that's real. And because you, you know, you're gonna lose games. Along the way, you're going to have yeah. arguments, you're going to have disagreements, uh, you know, intense fellowships is what we call them. You know, yeah. you're going to have shortfalls where your wife is asking you to do something and you don't get it done. Right. And vice yeah. versa. So we're going to lose a few games. Right. But ultimately, that ultimate goal is, like you said, is to get that ring, bro. Like not we yeah. and understand yeah. this. Not everybody's going to go 72 and 10. You know what I'm saying? Oh, not go oh. 72 and 10, right? Oh. The Houston Rockets won the championship one year, bro, and they only and they only won 45 games that year. That means they lost, you know, almost 40. So they, but was, they won the one that was important, though. They, bro. they yep. won the one that was important, and so this so this marriage thing, bro, we gonna lose a few. But as long as you stick to the plan, you stay to the grind. At, you know, the, like, man, at the beginning of the season, the ultimate goal is to win the championship. Yeah. When, yeah. when you say when you get engaged, the ultimate goal is to die with that person for better or for worse, yeah. bro. Yeah. And that's the championship yeah. we out here trying to get, man. It, and you yeah, know, I mean, it's it's funny that you guys say that, right? So me going into it, right? Like what we're talking about, like he was using that word, like yo, let's just get a divorce. Like you know, that was my mentality for everything. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. So, so forget just marriage, bro. Like that was my mentality. Like, yo, that's too hard. I'll just yep. start all over. That's too hard. Let me just do something different. But what 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 was different, bro, is when I when I met my wife and we started establishing like how we was gonna really operate and how we was gonna mm-hmm. really engage, like she was like, yo, there's two things that we will not do in our marriage that I would like to put on the table. And she said, For one. Sure. I don't want to argue about money. And then two, we will never use the word divorce. Let's go. Never. Right. I'm like, I agree to that. I agree. But listen, when times were difficult, I was used to hitting the reset button in my mind, bro. Like on the tip of my lips, I wanted to say, you know what? Just get a divorce. And I wanted to say that because I wanted to use that as power and control and make her think like, I don't care. Like I don't manipulation. Yes. It was a lie. I never said it. You know what I mean? Because I'm like, I I can't take back these words once I said it and I made a commitment not to say it, but bruh, like I wanted to, like you said that many people, you know, I know they wanted to do it. Right. Right. And and that's a, that's the thing, Sean, like, it's it's because literally I look, I know a lot of people, and this was myself as well. You you get married not for the marriage. You I got married because it's like the 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 euphoria of getting the ring. Like, I mean, I'm I'm talking about there's love and there was yeah. love and things. 
well. But what I looked forward most to was, okay, the, I'm getting a ring. Ooh, and how can I propose? And then now we're going to show people. And now we get engagement photos. And now we got wedding photos. And mm-hmm. then you're like, oh, wait, all the euphoria is gone. Now you actually got to be married. You know what I'm saying? You actually got to be married now. And then at that point, I'm like, right, like, it went, once it gets to a point, and then now we're about to start getting to the meet where it's like, this is how I saw marriage. And this is what I seen TV marriages look like. This is, and you, you're not doing that. And I got into a lot of blaming. I'm like, no, this is you. This is you. I'm, yep. I'm perfect. No, this is yep. you. You are not doing right. Therefore, you're messing up this marriage. Therefore, I want to be out. I, I want to, I want to divorce right now. And that, and that's what we were using it for. We were using it as a form of manipulation. Oh, absolutely. And it showed horrible leadership on my part. Listen, I literally sat down with my wife's father and here's the thing. Cause I still did the traditional way. I see Norman said, Norman said marriage is not like they used to be. I agree, you know, but I did the traditional way took, uh, took, took my wife's father out to my father-in-law out to dinner asked for her hand in marriage and i told this man i was like from this point on you ain't got to worry about nothing with your daughter i got mm-hmm. her and mm-hmm. then to have this conversation with her father and then in the first the first sign of any type of adversity i'm like oh i'm done mm-hmm. yeah. now i'm gonna have to go back to you and say yo you remember when as a man i looked at you in your eyes a man i say i got your daughter well i'm about to abandon I'm about to ban- abandon that word, abandon that promise, abandon that covenant, because he actually married us as well, and then I'm done. Mm. I'm like, no, I can't do it. Yep. I can't I can't do it, right? Okay, Shar, go ahead, get in there. Are you Yeti? Uh, we, yeah. can, y'all, can y'all hear me, man? Mic check, one, two, mic. We can hear you, bro. We can hear you. Nah, I, can I, hear you. I love this Brother topic. Brooke, what's going on, sir? Yeah, I love this topic. Brooke said there is no loose because the, what do you say? Because the competition mentality doesn't come with, yeah. You know, I look at it like this. For me, um, we haven't actually got into the, I've had thoughts in my mind. I think every man will have thoughts in their head. My wife yeah. and I have actually never used the word. We ain't used that D word. I won't yep. even say yet. We haven't actually got into that space to where it's even been a conversation. You know, but I've had different conversations with with the fellas where I'm like, yo, fellas, like, hey, y'all ever felt like this before? Like, you have them thoughts in your mind because your mind will start playing tricks with you because, yeah, like you said, words like you look at because, man, one of the problems that we do is we 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 look on the other side. We 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 covet and we look at other men in their situations. Right. And we begin to compare our wives to another man's wife. That's the danger zone, because when you start to compare your wife and, and to another man's wife, now you're going to have some unrealistic expectations. And like you yeah. said, where you'll actually start accusing your wife of crimes that she ain't even, like she shouldn't even be on trial for some of them exactly. types of crimes yep. that yeah. we're holding her accountable to. And yeah. so, but but I, I definitely agree, man, that we have those thoughts. And that's why it's important that we have conversations like this. And you have a network, exactly. uh, a brotherhood that, that people can keep it real with you. And if you ever man. talk to a brother that tells you that he's been married for at least I said, if he's been married for at least three years, three to five, he's going to have some thoughts. And if he says he's never had them thoughts, I need you to run and leak. That's hey, not get away from my man. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. And I was going to add to what you were saying, Shard. It's like once you start looking and comparing your wife to other people's wives, then you stop seeing your your wife's gifts. 
Yeah, right. you're now coveting the the gift of somebody else's wife. That's not that's not your wife's well, gift. And where you're supposed to be cultivating, help empower and cultivate her gift, and the same vice versa for the women. If you're doing this to your your husband, well, look, this man over here is he's more aggressive and all of this stuff. And like, yo, that's that's not his gift. Yes. Yo, so what you have to do is you're responsible for cultivating, helping to cultivate his gift. Yeah, well, let, me, let me get let me get one more jab in here since yeah. I know y'all have some jokes when I faded out. I, I faded out when y'all was talking about the one minute joint. <laughs> oh yeah, you're a one minute man, bro. <laughs> here's the funny part though. One of the scriptures that I absolutely love in the Bible is when God says, He who has not sinned, cast that first That's, stone. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And for the sure. reason why I like that the reason why I love that verse is because one of the reasons why mm. I think divorce even comes up on the table a lot of times because I think we fall victim to self-righteousness. Mm -hmm. We begin to think, like you said, bro, like we just perfect. We don't make no mistakes. It's all you. And when you fall victim of self-righteous, you see none of your wrong. You only see what you think your spouse is doing wrong, yeah. what your wife is yeah. doing wrong. And that's when you get on your little self-righteous. And when you're self-righteous, you're not changing at all in the marriage. Yeah. Right? And yeah, so we yeah. have to be very careful. So that's why I love when that verse says he was not sin, because God is constantly reminding me when that self-righteousness spirit wants to take precedence in me, then God has to, he has to humble me like, listen, son, let me tell you something. You have the exact same flaws. He was not seeing caps that first stone, and that helps me to then make that proper adjustment and alignment. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah. fellas, let me ask, what what did what did you all do? What what parameters or whatever conversations did you have? to get to a point where you were taking, where you stopped seeing divorce and you were taking that off the table and, and you're now positioning yourself to be about longevity. What, 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 what happened? What'd you do? For, for me, for me, it was all about words. I was on a journey to become a better me, bro. Come that, on. That, that, that's Come where, on. that's where it started. Like, Come on. because I knew I wasn't going to say, um, I, I knew I wasn't going to divorce her. I was like, yo, why are you saying that? And I had to look at it. Like, bro, bro I tell people I learned how to quit when I was 10 years old. Like, mm -hmm. in my life, I learned how to quit at 10. And the reason why I say that, I tell this story all the time, bro. I was playing a video game with my boy. We was playing Tecmo Bowl. I used to smash his tail. And eventually he got better. Yeah. Right? This, brother, this dude was about to beat me. But instead of me competing instead of instead of me losing and starting all over bro i hit that button on there called reset mm. right i hit reset when i was 10 and what happened every time things got difficult bro, on, bro. i would just hit the reset button so something that i thought that was just you know something for that moment bro yeah. it became a way of life for me and everything that i did so mm -hmm. it started in my relationships. It started in building businesses. And I'm like, Sean, you have to stop hitting the reset button. Right? So when it came to my marriage, I'm like, yo, I refuse. I need to learn how to win. And that was thing. It was like a non-negotiable. I refuse to hit the reset button when it comes to my marriage. If yeah. it means that I need to look at me, if it means I need to go to therapy, if it means that I need to just, you know, put my pride aside and say, yo, you need to become a better you, bro. So that's what started for me. It's just like, Sean, work yeah. when you work out your what? Your own soul salvation, bro. Yeah, what yeah. Fear and trembling. Yeah, hey. let's go. Let's hey. go. Hey, bro, I like how you said you had to put your side of pride, just your your pride aside, right? Yeah. Yeah. As yeah. a man, right, that's kind of the hardest thing to do. 
and and we talk about we talked about we had a we got a podcast that said don't let your ego find out and a lot of times in our marriage man when we're challenged right that you know by our wives you know that's them poking at them at our egos and that's when we want to you know kind of fight back and run and hide and say listen i'm over this like don't don't you know you you've overstepped your boundaries but ultimately man it's about like you said self-reflection understanding like what can i do better what how can i be better you know, in this space. And, and I'm, I'm with you, Sean. Like when I found my wife, right. Um, she was real quiet and timid at the time when we first started dating that first date, that was that nervousness. Right. And I absolutely fell in love with just how kind of easygoing she was. Right. Because, um, you know, I, I'm not going to lie, you know, life was a little challenging. So I wasn't looking to be, I, I needed somebody that can actually match my, my demeanor and kind of my, my way of thinking. And so that's how she was. But ultimately, as we continued to grow into our relationship, she felt more comfortable to start challenging me as a man. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and I didn't, I'm not going to lie, bro. I didn't like that because yeah. she started, you know, things started to shift. I told her, I said, I said, well, when I first met you, you was kind of easy going. I feel like you kind of pulled the you pull, pulled the rug from under me. Right, right. <laughs> right, right. But ultimately, what she you want to you now now you want to tell me to wash my drawers. Hold on. Right, you know what right. Right. Hold, on. Yeah. Hold on. What is that about? But but ultimately what she was doing was making me a better man for me, my kids, and for yeah. her as well. And so a lot of our arguments, right, when we first started out, um, we you know. She, it was all about her, her challenging me. And I didn't quite see that at first until I started self-reflecting because, and, and, you know, we, we would say that stuff too. Like, listen, it's over. I don't want to be with you. We're not getting, we're not getting married. We, nothing, this engagement is over, but it was, it was, it was when I decided to shift my mindset and accept the fact that, listen, I asked God for a woman that could challenge me mentally and physically and spiritually, right. And he gave me. Right. He gave me exactly what I was asking for. Yeah, so yeah, now yeah. instead of saying, right, when, when we have our intense fellowships, we don't say, you know, we get a divorce. We say, no. I look at it. Say, oh, you ain't going nowhere. Because again, right. We speak in life into yeah. our marriage. So if yeah. we now say, listen, we're not going nowhere. That now makes us we're committed to solving this issue right here and there. bro. Yep. We change yep. the language. We change the thinking. Things can start to work out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I, I would say for us, and I, I like that, Ren, we um, did the same thing. You know, uh, of course, you know, one of the things that we said was boundaries. It's like, yo, let's take let's take these things that have the power to destroy our marriage out. Let, let's take those things out. Let's change the way. That's where we got intense fellowship. We stopped saying arguments. We're like, yo, we're going to have some intense fellowship. We start. Let, let's take divorce off the table. Let's let's not use each other's secrets against. We actually set yep. six boundaries and put those in place, and we still live by those today. Hey, let's say those be, again, bro. So so our boundaries are like one: don't don't cuss at me. Like it, it, when you're getting to a point where you're frustrated, don't do not cuss at me. Do not use our secrets against one another. So like we're going to expose a lot to each other, and so don't ever use my past or my secret to get to 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 your advantage to crush me or hurt me. Uh, another thing is don't put your hands on me. So there's no, mm-hmm. there's never been hands put on each other uh, what whatsoever. And then of course there, there is um, uh, yeah, no hollering. And then the final one was number five is uh, do, at, do not ever mention the word, the D word, right? If, if so, then we got to call it a cold blue and all of those things. Cold blue means, all right, we got to stop. 
Stop. Let's stop talking. Let's stop having a conversation. And then let's go ahead and bring other people in and then have that third party. Like, so we understand that and not saying a marriage is a boxing match, but we understand that there these things will happen these, as we're trying to be be two whole people coming together. We understand that there will be some disagreements that may happen. Right. What I don't want. I don't want a woman that that literally does everything I say. Yep. I want the challenge. All right. And and of course I know you're challenging me and the challenge is the challenge that you're doing is increasing me. That don't mean I'm going to like it. Like my, Mm. like my, like weight loss coach or shark telling me, yo, bro, you got to get your mile in. I'm going to get, yo, you got to give me, send me that $20. It's good for me, but I don't like it. Right. He ain't going to, I'm not never going to give him pushback during that time. Right. So that's what we have to understand that, that, I found a woman and we found women that was like, no, I ain't accepting. There was a part in, um, and I go back to this series that I did, a Black Panther series, where my man T'Challa was like, was telling him like, yo, you'll be a good wife if you wasn't so stubborn. And she said to him like, no, it's because I'm stubborn that I'm going to be a great wife. It's because like, so in, so much she was saying, yo, it's because I want to let you just be king and do what you say what you want to, that I'm yeah. going to be a because I'm going to challenge you, yeah. that's what's going to make me a good wife. Because I won't let you be average or mediocre or walk around with dirty draws, that's what's going to make me a good wife. And so right. that's right here. And so I'm I'm trying to use my our marriage now as as tools for my son and my daughter. Like my daughter, no, like I I told her, like we don't we don't do the giving up. She did softball one year, and I told her before we started softball. Listen. If you start this, what I don't care if you don't do it again next year, but let's go out. We went to tryouts. We went to see um, practices and all of that stuff. I said, yo, do you want to do it? Yes. Okay, let me tell you this. If you start, ain't no quitting. Yep. First day, the first day, because they started early doing softball, it was cold outside. And she came over like, Daddy, I just want to go home. I changed my mind. And I'm like, hey, girl, <laughs> ain't no going home. <laughs> no going home. There's well, no yeah, next strategy get your butt back out there and you finishing up this season now if you don't want to come back next year that's different but ain't no going home and that's what that same attitude we got to have now there's no going home we ain't right. going home. It's, it's crazy that you say that man it's something that you when you said it earlier about like the discourse like in the relationships one of my boys man he makes this one statement man and i embody it man he says sean it's not about who's right it's about what's right yeah. Right. He said when you approach your marriage that way. Yeah. Right. He said when you approach your marriage about like what's right and not who's right, then that pride, right? Then you don't open up those doors for the enemy to come in and to distract you guys yeah. of what you of, of, of what the goal is at hand. So we focus on what's right and not who's right. Man, we'll yeah. make so much progress. You know what Yo, I, mean? yeah, I like that. Yeah, that's Yo, good. Let's see, I, I look at it like this. First of all, these are all phenomenal points. You know, um, I look at it like I remember when God did a shift in my mind because, you know, I don't have to be married. Right. I get to be married. Mm. Right. And so mm. when I made that shift from because sometimes we feel like it's marriage feels like it's an obligation now. Like, right. so you right. have to do this. But when you shift the mind from I have to be married to no, I get to be married like this is actually a blessing. And so one of the things that God did for me was there was a moment where I stopped seeing my marriage as a ministry. 
Mm. And when I stopped seeing it as a ministry, I had a different perspective. And so one of the things yeah. that God did for me, he constantly reminds me that my marriage is a ministry. And once you see it through the ministry standpoint, through that eye, through, uh, through that perspective, that's when now the grace kicks in. A lot yeah. of marriages are suffering because the man runs out of grace or the woman runs out of grace. And if you think about it, God lets, he says yeah. his grace and mercy are grace uh, running out of grace because the bible says his grace and mercies are new every yes. single morning yeah there's a reason why he says they're new every single morning because he knows you need to come make this withdrawal from this grace and mercy and you, you need it Rodney. every <laughs> single day and if you don't stay connected to where the grace and mercy comes from, oh, you need yep. to tap into it. You're having insufficient funds, insufficient grace in yep. your marriage. And that's what causes those things to take place. So once God shifted that thing in my mind, he said, you must remember this is a ministry. So then when we have our when we have our disagreements or I begin to see things, once I now see it through the eyes of ministry, I now have grace to be extra patient yeah. for my wife. I have Char, hold on, Char, you sounding too political, bro. You sounded bro, too <laughs> bro, I have I have grace now to be more patient. I have grace to be That's more gentle. I have grace to be more kind. My love now is like is it, it doesn't run out, like because yeah. God is made up of grace and mercy. You That's feel good, me? In his image and his likeness, then we need to make sure that we stay connected. And you must remember that your marriage is a ministry. And then you yeah, have a ministry sure. perspective going into sure. it. You know, you know what, uh, Shari, and even to add into all that, you know, it's something that that was really beneficial. And I'm not saying married men, give rid of all your single friends, is that when we made a point to build relationships with other married men that was on the same journey, it shifted everything, especially when when we created a safe place for us to, to actually be able to reveal some of our our right. thoughts. Like when I, the fact that I can hit you up and be like, man, I'm thinking about being out or I, I'm, or any of you all up and be like, man, I'm, I'm thinking about you know, other women. Like, bro, what, what, what did you do when you got to this situation? Like men don't have that. Right. I don't know why, what it is. I'm not going to say men period, but there are a lot of men that may, that need that point because you're, you're now going through this process by yourself. You right. think you're the only one having these thoughts and you trying to fight these thoughts alone, right? right. You trying to fight them in the dark when, when, when you can get around brothers and bring that thing to light and you all can fight together. Now it's like, man, look, let me throw this in the circle right here. Let me, right. I, I think that was good where we, we started doing date nights. We started, so it was more right. about, shoot, you, you on the same journey I am. Now we can encourage each other like that. There's nothing like, somebody going through that same journey, you know, uh, that same pain, that same growth, the same joy, the same happiness, the same co competition, being able to hit each other. Like, yo, this is what we doing is you, this is what we doing is we, Hey, all week we doing the dishes hey, yo, hey, you know what I'm I, all week, all week. Yo, we, you know, I'm saying we just going, we just going to go downstairs in the bedroom, flip her over and then, like, whatever the challenge is, bro. Like, that's what I'm talking about. Um, having that. And when you have that, as, as a married man, that it, it changes everything, man. Cause you you know, like yo, I ain't fighting by myself no more. It's yeah. different. I remember, uh, and I'm gonna let you jump in, Ren. I remember this back in college when I used to just think I was, you know, just mad tough and getting into fights. There were some times where 
depending on who I was with, I would escalate stuff further, right? So, like, you know how there's times when you go in and you're like, yeah, okay, cool. I'm going to just probably keep it cool or whatever. But when I got my gunners with me, then it's like, who want it? <laughs> who want it? Y'all cannot say nothing to me. Let's go. You know what I'm saying? So that's how that's how it is when you got a squad with you as a man. Like, like who want it? Like, yo, I got my brothers with me that got who want it. You know what I'm saying? So right. I think that's another part that was crucial for me as well. Go ahead, Randy. Right. Well, hey, no, hey, bro, listen, I I could vouch for 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 you in college, bro. Like, like right. words, hey, hey, Robert Words Taylor was a beast out here. Hey, if, if y'all if y'all don't know, you better ask somebody, bro. Come on. I'm, hey, hey, he, he's living proof, man, that God is real out here, bro. Just <laughs> keep it 100, man. <laughs> but fighting every weekend, bro. Let's go. But man, hey, but you said something really key. That that's exactly what it is, man. You you need your men, your fellows with you, brother, to hold some competition. Like we're built on testosterone. You know what I'm saying? So we love and we thrive off like that competition. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. so, but but if I want to hit up my dude and talk to him about uh, you know, something that's going on in my marriage and try to compete, he's going to bring in, you know, some outside stuff, brother, has nothing to do with marriage. He's right. going to say, they're, they're going to talk about, you know, uh, the, the multiple dates that they done went on in the past five days. Yeah. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Right. That, and, and that's and that's what they talk about. Whereas if you get a brotherhood of people that are actually talking about, you know, things that they're doing for and with their wife, bro, now you can compete in that. Listen, man, I just, man, I just went outside and, and, um, and, and cleaned out my wife's car for her. Went to mm-hmm. him, and then and then you can oh. hit me, and then you hit me back. Well, you know what, bro? You know what I'm saying? I massage my my wife feet or back, everything else. Like oh, she oh, I took the kids. Right. I took the kids, and she don't got to worry about them from all the like. That's the competition that we have within marriages. And again, what that comes from is now shifting our mindset, right? Because when you're in a marriage, right, it's it shouldn't be because you know you feel like you're obligated to do it. Like like Shar said, we get to be married right right and so yeah. therefore if you feel like this is a privilege this is a then, then we need to go ahead we need to act as such right yeah. and so you know that's why i'm very very keen on um you know hitting you guys up right because yeah, right. listening to what you guys say on the on the podcast because if if i know that you guys are doing something extra special and I haven't done that for my wife in multiple months. Like I want to, I want her to smile too. I don't want you guys, yeah. your wives, to be the only wives out here smiling. I want yeah. my wife to smile too. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I think I think part of. Go ahead, Sha. No, I was gonna say, you know, um, looking at these uh, these comments over here, you know, what we're saying is definitely dope. But I see uh, uh, Norman on here, and he stated earlier that this is what he needed, and he said he's currently Thank going God. through it. Um, in his marriage right now. Like, so, you know, this is stuff that we can prevent ourselves from getting to this place, right? I'm saying, like, I want a divorce, but it sounds like that he is at the place where they may be talking it. Like, so how would you, like, Rashad, from, like, we choose about to share, like, how can you tell this brother, even without knowing all of the information, like, how can you tell this brother to fight in a moment like that? Right. I mean, because I mean, look at look at the fight that was that was look at the fight and the battle that was made for us to be here. Come right. On. Look at the fight and battle that Christ had to go through for us to even be here, to even walk this earth and to make these type of decisions. 
And when you look at the institution of marriage and how much God loves marriage and how much pleasure it brings him, again, we have to, what I would say to you, to the brother that's, that's going through it, again, I want to make sure that you're not falling any victim to self-righteousness. You have to take, what can you take ownership for, mm. right? And, and I know that might be difficult sometimes to think about that, but you have to ask yourself an honest question. Like, what can I own in the, we're in this mud right now, right? And I don't care if what she did this, she did. I don't care if you can think of 500 things that she's done wrong. What's the one thing that you can take ownership from, right? Because the Bible also talks about how we have logs in our own eyes at the same time, but we sometimes look past those logs. So I want you to focus on what can you take ownership in and start working on that. Because when you start working on that, that's when God will begin to do a work in you and you'll begin to change your entire perspective. And that's when the grace will kick in because it's like, wait a minute, I'm not as perfect as I thought I was. And sometimes yeah. we shut God out. Have yeah. you ever been in a situation where it's like, I don't really want to ask God. I don't want to talk to nobody that's going to bring up right. God. Like, I don't want to ask God. Like, I don't listen. The Bible says <laughs> wise men seek counsel. So the other brother that's yeah. on here, you need to, it's, it's an emergency. You must get another perspective, right? right? You must allow someone else that's in this institution of marriage that's been through some rough patches, but you got to be open and vulnerable and transparent. And words you was talking about, like, what men don't do that because the Bible also says, judge not lest you be judged, because we feel like if I tell you this, what are you going to think about me? If I yeah. actually tell yep. you this right here, are you going to change your perception of me? Will we still be able to rock with each other? Can we yeah. still be business partners? So we think about all those things and that causes us to now not want to be open and transparent. But if you're around the right brotherhood that God has sent you, there's nothing that you can say to them brothers. Because number one, there's nothing that words of Ferran or Sean has ever said to me that I have never thought right. in my own mind. Like, right. I think those same things all the time. So you're not going to be by yourself. So it's very important, number one, Get that perspective from some other brothers that can speak life to you. Number two, take some ownership in what you've done wrong and what you're doing because she can be reacting from how you're actually treating her. And a lot yeah. of times we don't want to be open and honest and stuff like that. We just want to believe that she's just on one, right? right. We just rest in that. And get that accountability and get and that don't, thing. In don't, don't, let, don't let your feelings nah. cost you your family. Come on. <laughs> yeah, your feelings will cost you your finances yeah. and your family. Your, your feelings could cost you your whole family. Look, so here, here's the thing. And I'm telling you, uh, Norman, this is going to feel like you are, are drinking nails until you get into a habit of doing it. In your marriage, right? Like there's a, a vibration and a tone inside your marriage. You have the ability to set that tone and vibration, right? You, you have the ability to do that. This is up to you. Like, uh, and so I'm saying to you, like Shard is saying, what is it that you can run to forgiveness for? What ownership can you take? Like my wife would tell you, like, uh, my goal is I'm, I'm trying to beat you to run into forgiveness. I'm trying to beat you. And when we have them on the show, you ask her like, yo, um, more, more than likely, it's going to be me to come first. Now she's tried to start coming. You know she, I'm saying? She's trying to get her percentage game up to mine, right. but more than likely it's going to be me. Cause I'm all about the reconciliation. I right? I'm all about the reconciliation. And I'm talking about when I'm, when I'm reconciling, reconciling is not about making my point reconciling is about from their perspective, 
hearing, understanding, and receiving their perspective, and then taking some responsibility. This is how we actually get to a point of, of reconciling something and being able to move forward from it. So that's, that's what I would say. It's like, yo, how can you shift the tone and the atmosphere uh, of your marriage? And then listen to this. I would even put a time limit on it because you can start letting things go further and further. further. I, I had to have a hard conversation uh, last week and um, I was telling my, my wife about it and um, I didn't like I didn't like what she said. She was like, well, you need to be the first to to go ahead and just why don't you just send a, a text and all that? I'm like, no, nah, I ain't doing that. I know nah, I'm always the one to do that. I'm not doing it again. And so I tell mm-hmm. Shard because I want a different perspective. I'm right. like, yo, Shard, hey. I need to have this conversation. And Shar was like, well, sure, I agree with wifey. You should just go. I'm like, oh, my God. Hitting <laughs> me right now. And then he was like, and I, I, I challenge you to do it in the next two days. So right. now for two days straight, I'm now, because I'm on a time crunch, because I'm committed to my wife and, and, and my brother here, and I, I trust what, you know, what they're saying and doing, now I'm trying to do what I can in my own mind and in my own self to be able to have this conversation. And I'm telling you, it will feel like you swallowing nails, but there's freedom in it. Like, cause you yeah. know, you just set the tone. You just shifted the vibration. You just now did what you, you were a good steward in your marriage. And now you demonstrated love on a whole nother level. Love mm-hmm. and action. Yeah. We forget that. Go ahead, Sean. Yeah. I, I no, Go ahead. no, no, this is good, man. You know, and one of the things that one of my models, man, words you heard me say it before, man, I'm all about fighting and building, bro. Yeah. I'm all about fighting and building at the same. We can't fight without building we mm. can't build without fight. it's like th- this life that we live especially as married men as married people bro we have to fight and build at the same same time like when yeah. when i wanted the shift in my marriage to take that shift bro i yeah. had to literally throw out how i felt right i had to throw mm. out my feelings bro like i didn't want to ignore because i'm a high eye i am built on this emotion how i yeah. feel, right <laughs> So I had to throw my emotions out, not ignore them, but I wasn't going to allow my emotions and how I felt dictate on what was right. Remember, yeah. it's not about who's right. It's about what's right. So what's exactly. right, like if I made a commitment, right, and if, if if I say for better or for worse, then I have to die to myself and say, you know what? Listen, it's not about me. It's about the assignment. So yeah. if the assignment is the ministry, if the assignment is my marriage, then I'm going to do everything that I can do to restore yes. joy and hope to my marriage. Because yes. it's not about me. It's yes. about the union. It's about the marriage. It's about yes. the children. It's yes. about how she feels. And it's not about she a weaker vessel, bruh. She a human just like I'm a human. Bruh, like she had feelings the same way I have feelings. So I had to learn how to fight and build. And the biggest thing, man, I had to look at my wife and I know she had to do the same thing, but I had to learn how to look at her through his eyes. Mm-hmm. That was the biggest Come thing. Come on. Because as long as I see her through my natural eyes, bruh, y'all, she can kick rocks. But when I start looking at relationships, when I start looking at people, even people, bro, like on just straight up regular relationships, I'm starting to look at people through the eye, man. It makes it so much easier. Yeah. Yeah. That's good. That's a good word. That's a good word. 
Uh, I, I would also add just in, in digging into these comments, man, I, I love uh, it sounds like the, you, you all are enjoying this topic um, a lot. So I know um, uh, Norman was saying, man, I just don't know uh, where to turn or how to how to fight again. Like I would I would say go to the feeling like go to the things that we just said. Uh, the, the energy, the stewardship, all of that is is going to be on you. And I, I don't want to put it all on your shoulders because she still had work to do. But I like what Charles was saying. He said it got to a more point where he actually um, let, let's just put it up here because I, I like this. He said my wife and I just came out of uh, out of some mess. I had to pray hard. God dealt with me and told me to love her like like he loved the church and to work on being better. My first order from God was to wash her feet and rub them every morning right before I went to work for five days and not say anything or ask for anything. Come on, bro, man, mm. that joint was so hard to do. But next thing I know, she apologized to me and has been a lot more supportive in things I have been going through. Like, listen. Let me tell you something. The reason why we get to this place where we 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 want to leave is because both parties are fully armed and nobody wants to disarm. Nobody mm. wants safety on. You got you got your gun out. She got her gun out and y'all just shooting. And nobody, nobody wants to be like, you know what? I'm going to put you know how they say, all right, you got to put the gun down. Who somebody has to put the gun down first. Whenever there there and there has to be a disarming period, who's going to be the one? And the reason what happens is nobody wants to put their gun down first because they feel like they're going to be considered the weaker one. Do you mm. understand how hard yeah. it is to put the gun down? Yeah, that's the stronger you're one. You're the stronger one, bro. You're the stronger that's the one. Stronger one. You know what I'm saying? It's so much. It's it's so much harder to be humble. It's right. so much harder to not. It's, it's easy to quit. To control that tongue. Like, yo, in James, it talks about like, yo, if you can control your tongue, you can control everything about your life, bro. That's how that's how powerful the tongue is. So the fact that you exhibit control, that you put your gun up and the fact that you're willing to go and, and be the one to 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 take ownership, to be the one to ask for forgiveness. Oh, that's that's strength on a whole nother level. A whole yeah, level that you yeah, have really tapped into. Yo, let me say this too, bro. Let me jump in on that because I think, you know, what are some things, you know, when you're looking at disarming that person, let me give you one word. Let me give you one way that you can disarm. Um, that one word is empathy. Come on. Right? Empathy. And let me give you, and I had, I wanted to look up this definition. Empathy is the act of understanding, being aware of, being sensitive to, and vicariously experiencing the feelings, thoughts, and experience of another. And, yep. and what they have went through. like, And that leads to the old Chinese proverb. It says, seek to understand before seeking to be understood, right? So yes. you want to understand what that person is going through. That's one way that you can begin to say, okay, you know what? I'm going to put my gun down by yep. empathizing. Let me try. Let me get mm. Because you have to understand, the number one cause of conflict is self-centeredness. Yeah. Just so you understand. The number one cause of conflict is self-centeredness. So let me get out of my way. Let me let yep. me let me get out of my way. Let me begin to now seek. Let me seek to understand yeah. what's going on with her. Yeah, because yeah, yeah, I'm, yeah. Trying to, I'm trying to seek to be understood. Yeah. Let me figure out what's going on with her first. Let yep. me try to empathize. Once I learned the power of empathy and empathizing with my wife, I had an entirely different woman. It's, it's changed. Change. It changed everything because once I knew how to empathize 
it was in that process I learned how to apologize yeah. as well. I guarantee you, when's the last time, man, men on this call, when's the last time you truly apologized to your wife? Right. Like, not that, not that, like, hey, babe, I'm sorry if, you know what I'm saying? I'm sorry. Sorry if I I'm, made you I'm upset. sorry that you got your feelings hurt. I'm sorry that yep. your feelings hurt. <laughs> I'm, I'm, sorry I'm, if you're, I'm sorry if you're mad. You know, what I'm but you know how many apologies got turned, returned, voided back to me? Yeah. Because yeah. I'm sitting here telling my wife, you know what? Because again, I'm self-centeredness. Hey, man, I'm, I'm I'm sorry that you're upset. Right. Like, right. <laughs> yeah. And you know what? Sure, let me give it give it a little secret. Like with your wife, you don't even need a gun. Right. You don't you need. Should, you shouldn't even have your gun out in the first place. Nah, that's just because so the the empathy part of it is like you're saying. All you need is the empathy. I I told you all before on the podcast. Um, when my wife. I thought we were doing well, but my wife was at her job like she was going through one of the loneliest times ever in her marriage. I could not empathize and understand what was happening. And so therefore she felt mad alone. So that was a huge disconnect when you can't even hear and empathize and, and understand what is happening with your spouse. Then then that disconnect. Now you in a marriage where you feel very alone, where you feel unsupported, unheard. And then it was just so happened that the following year, the following school year, I was like, you know what? I'm just going I'm just going here and I'm going right. to just be a vessel. I ain't going to try to fix anything. And when I when I actually listened, I was like, oh, I see it, babe. And she began to feel better and. And, and begin to reveal more things and, and want to have the conversation with me again because it was like, oh, no, you're not you're not now judging me because of what I'm saying to you. Right. So now it, it helped us to grow that empathy that you're talking about. Let me give you eight words like this is a phrase that you should lead into. Number one, because if you guys think about a transaction, the only way a transaction is officially completed, you will get a receipt. That receipt mm -hmm. confirmation that this transaction is complete, right? Mm -hmm. And I didn't realize there was a lot of communication that I was having with my wife where there wasn't an actual transaction being done. I thought it was, but there was no receipt. So yeah. part of me empathizing and getting the receipt was, here's the eight words. Okay, babe, what I hear you saying is, yep. like I had to, I had to say, okay, what I hear you saying is, and then actually say what I hear her saying. And once I began to do that, she now felt like, okay, he actually hears me. He understands me. I didn't realize for a long period of time, my wife, like, she felt like I didn't understand her. And I'm trying to figure out how are you, how are you not, how do you not think I don't understand you? And a lot of it was because of how I was talking to her. Cause men, we constantly just want to fix stuff. Yep. If they tell us what the problem is, we go into fix mode. But sometimes they just want to know. We want to get our point out. <laughs> yeah, we just, you know how that is sometimes, bro. You just want to, you know, you know how sometimes you have an argument with your spouse or whatnot, and you ain't even listening to what they send because you, like you said, you armed, you ready to hit her with that phrase. Like, I'm about to hit you with this. Like, I can't wait to hit you. And I remember talking to you once, words about. And when you think about a snake, it's not the actual bite from the snake that kills you. It's the venom, yeah. right? So a lot of times we're giving that venom and that communication to that significant other, which is toxic and it kills. So we have to get to a point to where we step back, we empathize. Okay, you know what, sweetheart? Instead of me getting ready to pop off, fire my gun off because you said this, you know what, babe? What I hear you saying is yeah. you're frustrated with me because 
I don't listen to you. And every time you ask me to do something, you don't trust that I'm going to do it because I never follow through with my word. Is yep. that what I hear you saying? Yes, that's all I've been trying to. And you'll know when you get that receipt because she's going to say, yes, that's all. You'll get that type of a reaction. That's all. Uh, I my wife listened to one of the podcasts and was like, oh, my God, you understand me. I'm like, I told you. Yeah. But I, hey, you know, hey, and, and fellas, and I want you guys to talk about this because I, I, I learned this from you guys. But but it's not only empathizing that's important, right? It's um, it's also the validation that needs to be included in that empathy, right? Because right? yeah. my, uh, I'll be honest, man, I got, you know, I took that strength finders uh, test years ago. And one of my biggest strengths was empathy. So I can yeah. empathize with some, I can put myself in somebody else's shoes, for but sure. for some reason, right? No, even if I thought I was empathizing with my wife, right? She would still get upset and say, listen, you're not hearing me. You don't understand me. And I'm like, right. no, listen, but I, I, I do. And 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 I and I and I and and I understand. I feel you. But this, right? The the key oh. step that I forgot to do was to validate the fact that it's okay for her to feel and and act in that manner, right? Yeah. So basically, I was supposed to tell her, "Listen, I hear you. You're upset because, and you have every right to feel that way because of this, right? Yeah. yeah. Boom." That's that yep. validation that it has to be involved in that empathy. Again, I learned that from you guys. Once I learned to yeah. validate, our communication now went to a whole yeah. other level. Now no, we don't right. have to right so be frustrated. Mad. Right. You got the right to be mad. I'll be mad too. Like, yeah, yeah I get it. Yep. 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 You know, this is right here. This is, this, we, we've been saying uh, this, and I had to find this scripture, bro. It says, but he made himself a man of no reputation. Mm. That's what Jesus did. He made himself with no reputation. Right. So that's key in this is like he made a willing decision to say that I am going to put my pride aside, how I feel I'm going to become. a man. And a lot of times we don't want to let go of stuff because of how we feel of our yeah. reputation. Listen, yeah. you have to die to your reputation and how mm. you feel and how you see he he died. He he was just like, yo, I'm gonna put that my 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 all my godness. I'm gonna put that aside. I'm gonna become a man just like you and suffer so I could save your funky tail. So the same right. thing that you have to do in our marriage. I have to be willing to die. Put my reputation of how much bread I have and what yeah. I used to do and how I used to operate for the sake of this marriage. Be a man yeah. with your reputation. Yeah, bro. You said you mm. have to die to your reputation, your represent, your reputation, bro. Um, but no, this is a uh, shard. Shard, you ain't gonna get in on that, bro. You ain't gonna that tongue, that that, that little flub, bro. I'm gonna let you. I'm gonna let yeah, you. you gonna let me live. I, yeah. I didn't even have to get you. Once I seen your eyes quitting, you was already you had got yourself. But go ahead, <laughs> yo. But um, there was a point. Um, I don't know. I gotta ask wifey. I don't know if I still do this or not. But there was a point where I had to. Um, before she told me something, I had to ask, is this a listening moment or do you actually want my thoughts? Right. right. Because, because sometimes it's not, it's not about you trying to fix it. And what I learned and just from hearing was that me now trying to fix it or giving solutions is making her feel like, well, I'm an adult. You are you saying that I can't come up with my own solutions? And I'm like, right. no, I'm not saying that, but I just see a problem. Let me, let's try to fix it. But what she really wanted was like, yo, just hear it. I'm just venting right now. 
This is bro, not for you to try. Listen to this, bro. Matter of fact, I've already fixed it. I'm just venting to you right now. Like, bro, you, got, you got you got dudes out here fixing. Like some of y'all just need to stop fixing and start listening, right? Because <laughs> the problem, you know how frustrating it would be, bro, to fix something that you don't even need to fix. Like you didn't put all that energy and effort. Right. And that's why some men are frustrated because I'm doing all this. That ain't even what she asking you to do. Right. Like, cause you be busy in fix mode. You fix it when you just need to be listening. Like, yeah. put the tools down. Listen to your wife. Listen to right. the emotions behind her words. Right. She's telling you what she needs. But we get into that fix mode, and then we start doing yeah. stuff we shouldn't even be doing in the first place. Okay. Have you all ever seen this? Uh, the video where the couple is talking, and the girl has a nail. She has a nail in her forehead. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's it's an actual screw, uh, like a actual nail, like a drywall nail or something like that. And she's talking to her spouse, and she's like, ah, "I don't know what's going on. There's just a lot of pressure, right, right in this area, some pain." And my man says, uh, "Well, if we just move this nail," and she's like, "You're not listening to me. Like, there's pressure right here." And he's focused on the nail, right? He's focused on trying to like, "Yo, only thing you gotta do is move this nail." And then I'm telling you, all that pressure will stop instead of focusing on hearing our words and empathizing with her and being able to relate and giving that receipt to say, I hear you. I understand. I understand how you're feeling. Like she's not asking you to, to remove the nail. You know what I'm saying? Like, but, you know, and people, we are people, we're adults. Sometimes we do want to come to some conclusions on our own. And I don't need you to try to fix me. Right. I, I don't need that because then that makes me feel like, well, you, do you think I'm incapable? Like, or is that, you know, is, and, and I'm not a project or I'm not. your. Then we start getting to, no, you think I'm your child. And so when you, you know, you have people or spouses in marriage that feel like, well, they just think they're better than me. They're a better parent than me. They think I'm, right. they're my parent, all of those things. So we have to remove and position ourselves differently um in, in the mirror oh yeah he oh you got the here's the video that's the stuff so yo i hope after you all listen to the podcast that you all go and watch that video it's a pretty dope video um this was me all day and my wife talking is like oh sh- i see the problem look all we gotta do is move the nail okay just let's just move the nail you know what I'm saying? so um this is definitely good um we haven't done this for a little bit because we've just been going in on the topics but let's actually do uh final perspectives um, and then we're gonna go ahead and get out of here. So final perspective for, for the listeners is just when we take about a minute, we do one minute, and then we just do a recap of here's the final perspective or message that I want you to take away from this entire podcast. So let's let's kick it off with uh, Sean. What is your final perspective? My final perspective, man, is that you have to die to self, man. Die mm. to self in this whole perspective. Just die to yourself. That's it. That's good. That's good. That's good. Short and sweet. Die to your reputation. Die to self. I like the way you said it earlier. Friend, what's your okay? Go go ahead. Right. Are you going? Yeah, go ahead. I'm. I'm on. I want to get my final perspective. I want to talk back to uh to uh I can't remember his name was if it was Norm. Yeah. Like my final perspective is going to be directly at him. Uh, What I want you to do, Norman, is I want you to listen for your wife's hurt and her perspective, like, and understand that a lot of times they're hurt in their perspective. It does not have to make sense to you. And that's one of the things that we, we feel like, well, if it doesn't make sense to me, then it's not important. And that's where we go wrong. 
And a lot of times we think we're arguing over ideas, but we're actually arguing over emotions and feelings. Yeah, and so, sure. but, so you have to take the time to listen for her hurt and her perspective. And one thing I want to leave with, and I pulled this up on purpose, is this particular scripture. And I want you to understand, like, this is God's, this is God's whole, I, like, this is where God puts conflict at. This is Matthew 5, 23, 24. He said, this is how I want you to conduct yourself in these matters. If you enter your place of worship and you're about to make an offering, and you suddenly remember a grudge that you have against a loved one. He says, abandon your offering. Go at Amen. once and first be reconciled with that person. Then and only then come back and work things out with me. Like, so what God is saying is, this is where he sees grudging and conflict. I don't want your offering because it ain't going to be in the right heart. Like, I need you to put that down, go back and make that right. And he showed us countless times. That's what we was talking about, the grace and mercy. So he showed us countless times on how to do that. So my word to you, Norman, would be don't worry about, you know, it, it making sense to her. You take ownership for you. Listen for her hurt and her perspective and make that thing right with her by all means necessary. Yeah. And um, my final perspective, just to add to that, and I hope we didn't. Um, we didn't frame it in this way on the podcast as though your feelings in the situation does not matter. What we're saying is, um, as, as men, this is like, this is what we teach each other. Let our goal is to be the first, be the first to, to go ahead and make it about our spouse's feelings. And then now, and when we give that receipt, to what you know what they've just said now we can now bring our feelings into the situation um i just want to be the first to, to be able to run to forgiveness that's not meaning that my feelings don't matter or that right. you can't express your feelings it's just about you know as a, as you know as a married couple if if you if you're working on serving um me and i'm working on serving you then we're both going to grow on a whole nother level and right. that's that's what we're trying to create. So I, I hope that um, I hope that makes sense um, to you all. Uh, my, my final like final, final perspective is just going to be remember that love is an action. It's an action and 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 it does not keep any record of wrong. Uh, love is everlasting. Love is patient. Love is kind of love is all of these things. And so if we truly want to exhibit something, it's not about how you're feeling but it's about the the actions that come, you know, next, right? So make sure you're showing and always exhibiting those actions of love. All right, Fran, your final perspective. And that's, man, that, that was really good, fellas. Um, you know, my, my final perspective, I just want to take it back to, um, you know, the title of the podcast where we talked about, let's just get a divorce. You guys, everybody, this whole podcast was about actionable, actionable steps that we can take to avoid the D word, right? Um, divorce is a cop out. And so I just want to remind everybody and, you know, Norman made some some very valid points today. So I commend you for getting on here and commenting and saying things because you also talked about, you know, the morals in marriage and they're gone. Everybody wants to, you know, uh, everybody sees these celebrities and think marriage should be built off those principles and not your own individual principles. The thing right. about marriage that we have to understand, man, is that well, what do they say? You can't fit a square peg in a round hole. 
right? right. Marriage sure. is not a one size fit all thing. You're going to go through ups and downs. It's about you taking you and your partner molding your marriage that best that's best going to that that is best going to form and fit you. Yeah. And so you got to work and you got to find uh you know ways to communicate and 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 to interact and not always run to to judgment and, and run to to you know self you know I'm not gonna say well, well selfish acts you know what I'm saying and right. so we want we want to make sure that we're um, putting our other our loved one first we're selfless in our marriage we want to make sure that um you know that that we avoid the D word by any means possible work through all challenges for sure. For sure. So, all right, y'all, this has been another week of the male's perspective. Um, we might make this a series as well. Uh, we, we still have some, we still have some stuff to dig into that we didn't get to, but this podcast comes out every single Tuesday morning. You can actually hear it on the streaming devices. We record on Fridays. Uh, so hopefully you all will join us. Don't forget to uh, subscribe to the podcast, download it and follow us on uh, Instagram as well. Also inside of our group, the male's perspective, Rashard goes uh, live every single Tuesday and does a recap. All right. So you'll be able to recap some of the things that we got on here. Sometimes he may even bring some people on live. So we, we want to create that safe place for. for Yo, I would even, I would even say that would y'all uh, y'all let us know in the chat in the comments. Would y'all like us to make a series out of this? Let's get a divorce because I feel like this is a series, bro, because this is sure. there's, so, there's so many places we can go and we just pretty much opened it up with this but uh i'm with this for a series y'all let us know in the comments what y'all think if y'all want us to dig into this even more and then you know we, we're gonna listen to what y'all got to say how y'all feeling let's go this is another week of the male's perspective we will see you all next week <laughs>